you found the taxi stand. I've fallen and I can't get up. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. Hello, Hansen. Is that a 10-gallon hat, or are you just enjoying the show? Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour, right here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. We are coming to you live on this Sunday, August 29th of 2021, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, right there in Queens, New York, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust everybody's had a fine and fantastic week. Uh, before we get into the frivolity of today, uh, we're sending our best to our friends down in the Gulf Coast. In Louisiana, as as we speak, Hurricane Ida is a Category 4 monster storm about to make landfall, and it looks like it's heading directly for Bourbon Street. So uh, as we're on live now, our, our, our best wishes out to you folks. And if you're listening to it down the line, we trust everybody came through this with uh, minimal... <sighs> just came through it. Let's just... Leave it at that. We just hope everybody gets the category four is a is a monster storm. Uh, your boy here is uh, ridden out tropical storms in category one, category twos, and nothing, none of them are to be ignored or, or left off. They're they're all serious, but a category four, this this is huge, literally and figuratively. This is, I I, I just, I've been through a category four. You don't want this. Anyway, so. That's uh, touching base on that. So uh, we're thinking about y'all. And we'll be, we'll be checking the tweet deck along the way to any updates. And right. We're, also, we're watching the radar. Not that, it, you know, everybody else can't, but we're, we're just keeping a, both, a, a little eye on it just mm -hmm. to just to keep us abreast of uh, everything going on. So anyway, don't don't think for one second today that we're not that, that those folks are not for in the forefront of our minds today. Exactly. Exactly. So, other other than other than that, what uh you've just had you've just had yourself a ball here in this last week. Apparently, uh you're now I understand you're cheating on me. You're, you're well, on another podcast. I was on another podcast. Oh my Wait. goodness. Now now Ed Van Ness has made the big time. <laughs> Well, I, I was contacted by a gentleman, Steve Johnson, uh, a few weeks ago, and 
he wanted to discuss New York taxi medallions. And I let him know, hey, look, my experience is in South Florida, although I do have a fair bit of knowledge of how the medallion system works here. And also the fact that I'm not actively in the business. And yet he still wanted to chat with me. So we did that last uh, last Sunday, as a matter of fact, we did that. And John has the details. When 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 is t- tell us when that's all going to come about, John? Well, uh, in in pod in podcasting terms, it will drop Friday the third of September. There, and you'll be able to find that on uh, Podbean.com. And look under uh, 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 Rideshare Rodeo. That's his Twitter handle at Rideshare Rodeo, and also you would search over there. And after it drops. I believe we'll be broadcasting it as well. So it was a very interesting hour, and uh, I, I, I look forward to uh, to chatting with the young man again. He's in Denver. We we briefly discussed him coming on this show, but it's a little early for him. So so we're we're going to sort that out to do a live show anyway. Uh, before we move on any further, it is it is John's favorite segment of the week. John, are you ready? I'm always ready. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, sponsored by, it could be you. Uber closed the week at $40.69, up $0.74. Cents. That's 74 whole cents. Lyft closed the week at $45.89, up $2.50, two and a half bucks. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Please, 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 somebody spend a buck with us. <laughs> All right, finished it early. Next time you know, next thing you know, Ed's going to be out there with a at an intersection with a sign, please sponsor this uh, this segment. That's all we want. That's all we want is a sponsor for that segment. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be money. Give us a ball cap or something. You know, we're we'll take merch. We're good for merch. Uh, but whatever it is, it's got to be extra, 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 extra large for both of us. <laughs> bring the big, bring the big boy merch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring anything that'll uh, that'll just barely fit our. Uh, I our, have more. Our... I have more X's in my uh, shirt size than I do uh, Y's, so that's. Uh... Hmm. I have more X's in my shirt size than my porn collection. Hey, how about that one, huh? Ooh. Ooh. We'll get to we'll, we'll we'll get to that topic after a while. We we will not. <laughs> <laughs> we most certainly will not. <laughs> hey, while we're ta- while we're talking Uber and um, Uber and Lyft and the relationship with the taxi industry, you'll find I found this kind of interesting. Um, the story out of uh, oh, who the hell did this story? Business Insider, uh, where it says that New York City taxis are coming to dethrone Uber and Lyft from I or excuse me, e hailing dominance. Cabs hailed through Curb, a mobile app hailing cabs and paying fares, saw a whopping 152% increase between April and July of 2021 in New York City. And monthly average downloads of the app are up 70% this year compared to 2018, according to Curb data reviewed by The Insider. The number of people booking taxis through the app is growing at a faster rate than those booking Ubers and Lyfts, according to data from Superfly Insights. 
curb roughly doubled its user numbers between the first and second quarters of 2021, while Uber and Lyft only increased by about one third. Taxis. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, we we talked about this last week. I told the story about a young lady I was working with last Friday night. This not this past Friday, the Friday before. <clears throat> excuse me. Who was trying to get a ride home? And long story short, it took her about forty minutes to finally. Uh, she finally uh, canceled out on the Uber. We wound up the, the production gave her a ride home, uh, but we did try to curb that. But because of where we are or the stage is located. It was a little difficulty, uh, but the one thing that Kerbab showed her was that no matter when she looked, the price never changed. With Uber, it, it started at $17. At one point, it was up as far in the 40s, and every time she checked, it was different. And I explained to her, I said, taxi cabs run on a meter, and which is there to protect you and the driver's interest as well. So they estimated 17 bucks. That's what it's going to be. Whatever the estimate they give you is what it's going to be. And it's not going to change based on demand. If it's a busy night, you'll have to wait, but you're going to have to wait with Uber's going to have you wait and charge you triple. You know, for the privilege of it, <clears throat> excuse me, of which Uber keeps the bulk of that anyway. So, uh, yes, there, there is, you've seen a lot more, I've seen a lot more cab activity on the road. Oh, those Ubers are still infesting the streets of New York. There's no question about it. <clears throat> I apologize. Uh, give me a second, John. My apologies. A little little uh, something, something in my throat there. But the taxi industry here does seem to be flourishing a bit more. I think a lot of folks are getting tired of the whole Uber situation. Again, of you know, having to wait and then uh, being charged through the nose. And, and you know, so they're going back to the tried and true. And especially now that they've discovered this app, there's another app as well called Arrow, A-R-R-O, that does the same thing. Uh, most cabs have one or the other. Oh. Uh, and uh, with my limited experience driving in New York, taxi every every cab has a terminal a terminal screen at it to be able to accept calls from either depending on, on which one they're affiliated with it also is there for uh, uh, uh charge account rides and medical rides and all that kind you know the kind of stuff that was keeping those guys alive for the past couple of years uh and that's what i was depending mostly on when i was driving the brief four weeks that i drove but yes, yes, it is true that yellow cabs are, are making a comeback here in the Big Apple. Can't hear you, John. John has gone mute. Oh, or you sorry, sign about that. sorry about when that. I said, when I said I needed a moment, he muted his mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hit, I hit the mute button when I know I'm going to cough. Unfortunately, I didn't uh, bring it back. John has a problem of not not mute of un not unmuting i i don't know what i'm trying to say here i well that doesn't surprise me any yeah me neither <laughs> no uh have you seen any of the green uh cabs out there anymore sure sure they're all over the place so it's uh, funny because i actually saw one i saw an, an old uh green cab 
that still had the uh, lettering and the stickers and what have what have you didn't have a top light on it. So where did you see it? Oh, here in here in town, here in the Twin Cities. Apparently, either somebody either moved here or oh, okay. Yeah. Now the borough the borough cabs, as they're known, uh, there's you know they still work outside of Manhattan. Again, if you look at a map of Central Park, the easy uh, Central Park ends at 110th Street. Uh, they've got it split up, but basically anything south of 110th Street of Central, the the north end of Central Park, uh, the the green cabs, the borough cabs, uh, are only permitted to drop. Anything outside of that area, the, the upper part of Manhattan and the rest of New York City, is uh, that that's fair game for them. It's interesting. Oh my goodness, we have a, a young lady that that works with us, and I've been picking her up. Uh, it's a short trip from the subway station over to the stage, and we we we've been chatting. She's been living in it. She coincidentally, she's from Fort Lauderdale, so we've we've kind of bonded on that. She's born and raised a Fort Lauderdale native, and uh, the first day they they sent my phone number to her, she was shocked. She says, "You have a nine five anyway." So she's been living here in New York about ten years, and we were chatting, and I mentioned how. Uh, People refer to Manhattan as the city here. I said, you know, in actuality, all five boroughs are the city of New York. She was shocked to learn this. She didn't know this. She says, wait a second. No, Manhattan's New York City. I said, no, no, no. All, all five boroughs. I said, have you, and we were in Queens at the time. We're working in Queens. Uh, she lives in Brooklyn. I said, have you not noticed NYPD, FDNY, New York City sanitation? Everything is city of New York. She says, yeah, I guess, but and I promise you, this is all the city of New York. Brooklyn, a million years ago, was its own city, but and uh, in some ways, it's its own planet, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So it's always, because, again, people have a habit uh, from the outer boroughs of referring to Manhattan as the city. I don't particularly care for it. I, I do not do that, and I refer to the boroughs by their name, and to me, the city is the entire entirety of the five boroughs, but it was just funny. That's all. I found it amusing mm -hmm. that she was truly. I I had to break it to her that the city of New York does indeed encompass Bronx, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. New York, New York, a hell of a town. The Bronx is up and the battery's down. The people ride in a hole in the ground. New York, New York, a hell of a town. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm about done. Uh, well, that's I, mean, I just wanted to, I just I just wanted the hurricane to blow through. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't even seen the eye of the storm yet. And oh, uh, good lord! By the by, the way, it's uh, they still haven't seen the eye down there in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. uh, John made a uh, uh, a special tweet today that we have we we have an overabundance. Of, of of goodness today. Not one, not two, not three, but four, count them four, uh, Chip Franklin pieces. And we're going to spread them out. Yes. Yes. So I, so I thought we would start with the first one here. And let's just uh, let, let, let the chips fall where they may. Huh? How about that? <laughs> just thought of it. Just thought of it. Good 
admit it, it was good, quick, and funny. Admit it. Come yeah, on. That's, that's what she said. Yo, hey, uh, let's get to the clip. Well, first of all, Peter, the Taliban's deadline was May 1st. Is it me, or does every time Jen Psaki speaks, Peter Ducey's penis get smaller and smaller? Before getting these Americans who are now stranded. First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. You know, after four years of Spicer. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. Sanders, McEnany. Isn't it nice to have someone who hasn't offered up their soul to this pig farmer? Fake news. Truth is, Jen Psaki is a Republican nightmare. She's smart. She's a woman, and she doesn't suffer fools. I would welcome you providing their phone number. This is Larry Elder. He's a right-wing sock puppet running for governor in California. He thinks women aren't as smart as men, shouldn't be allowed to work because they might get pregnant, wants to arrest women who need abortions, and he keeps a gun handy in case his girlfriend gets a little chippy. Republicans love women the way a circus loves animals, and that's how they get wood. Humiliating Pelosi, Hillary, AOC, but Jen Psaki? They won't fuck with her. We have been very clear. Now let's go help Ducey find his penis. <laughs> that's a good one. Goddamn right. Right. Sex charges. Go fuck yourself. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> and the first of the chips. And, you know, I, I, as much as I want to bleep out all, all that stuff that is integral to the piece. So we leave it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. Anyway. So do internet radio, huh? Come on. Come on now. Come I mean, on. nobody's. We're, nobody's forcing us to, to to be a certain way. It's just we just want to. Oh, uh, his virgin okay. ears bleed every time he hears an f bomb. So it's, we have we have standards. And greetings to all those folks watching us now that just joined us. We uh, oh, you, you missed the big production number earlier in the show. What a shame! It was there was horses and llamas and trapeze artists. There was it was fantastic. It was fan, fantastic. So hey. anyway. Hey, listen, before we get too far away yeah, uh, in, from things here, we forgot to mention here um, the passing of a rock and roll legend. Mm. But, well, it, it happened early in the week, so unfortunately with us, if it doesn't happen within like two days of, of uh, when this show goes to air, we sometimes have a tendency to forget about it. But the world Drop. lost. Uh, uh, Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts on August 24th at the age of 80. So, well, uh, what was that you were saying here about these? Actually, the second Rolling Stone to die, yeah, yes, he's the second one to die. Keith Richards died 40 years ago, he just doesn't know enough to lie down. Uh, look at him, he's a corpse, he, he, he is the inspiration for The Walking Dead. Uh, look, Charlie Watts, he lived a good life. The Stones are, scheduled, are, are are going out on tour in a couple of weeks here in the States. This was their 2020 tour. Obviously, it had to be rescheduled. Charlie Watts was not going to be on this tour anyway uh, oh, because, yeah. of his, because of his uh, health. So, look, he had a fantastic life. He was a snappy dresser right till the end. And, uh, you know, what more can you say? There was a... I remember reading a story some years ago. He was in a financial bind, and the Stones, uh, they went out on tour so he could make some money. I don't know how true it is, but it's just a story I remember. I don't claim to know a lot about Charlie Watts. I don't. But he's just this that stoic-faced drummer. He had to, to me, he was the epitome of the British stiff upper lip. It didn't seem like there was anything. When, when he was drumming, he was just, 
he was all business. He was. I'm not saying he didn't enjoy himself. I'm just saying he was. He was all business. So, and unfortunately, we don't have anything. We we didn't prepare anything for him like we usually do in these situations. Uh, and I apologize for that. We've kind of had our hands full this week. So, yeah, Charlie Watts. So, I know that we, you, and I don't normally get into issues. Uh, across the pond, if you will. Uh, and when I mean across the pond, I'm talking about uh, Middle East, Afghanistan, and what have you. Uh, quite the tragedy, quite the tragedy there uh, in Afghanistan outside of the airport where we yes. lost, uh, uh, was it 60 Af uh, Afghan citizens? Uh, it was over 100. Oh, now it's over the. It was 100. well over, well over 113 Marines. 13 Marines, yeah. Very sad. Uh, what do you, what do you think in the of how uh, President Biden is handling this situation? Well, I'm not going to claim to know a lot about the politics of this because I don't. Uh, again. I didn't follow politics. I didn't follow world events like this until knuckle nuts showed up years ago, five, six years ago. But it seems to me like we were definitely in a no win. Now I will say this. We should have gotten everybody out before we pulled the troops out. That to me, does that's a head scratcher. I'm sure there's an explanation for it. Uh, but you know, we should have made sure we had enough enough troops there to facilitate what we needed to do. I don't think it would have changed anything as far as the tragedy that happened. I think that was going to happen uh, regardless because this ISIS-K, uh, apparently they're a little too, uh, little too right-wing for even the regular Taliban. They're like, no, you're a little much for us. These guys are really, really, really nutbally. And uh, so the, something would have happened. Maybe not that, John, you're muted. Uh, something would have happened. I, I don't know what, obviously, but uh, I think Biden's doing the best he can. Again, the only thing I see an issue with from the little bit I know is that we should have left all the troops there. To, we should have got the civilians out first. We should have got our, our the Afghanis that were assisting us. We should have got them out first. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to agree with you on that. Do you think he's going to get everybody, we're going to get everybody out of there before the uh, no. deadline? No. Then then the question is, is what, what next? Uh, you know, what are we going? What are we going to wind up doing if we stay past August thirty first? Uh, are we going to wind up not only facing attacks from this ISIS K, but also from the Taliban themselves? Right, and uh, let's also not forget that. Uh, for all, by the way, for all you right wingers out there, you GQPers, uh, going on about what a wonderful deal that 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 uh, Trump struck. Remember, he released five thousand Taliban back out into the world. He he struck this quote-unquote deal based on the idea that everything was going, going to go swell, never considering worst-case scenario, nor did he care. Uh, and the Taliban, 
Taliban right now, from what I from what I can see, what I can understand, they're working on the assumption of uh, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So they're they're uh, grudgingly working with the U.S. to get these people out, uh, and then all hell's going to break loose. And only because this this ISIS K, this special K, whatever K they are, Trump calls them ISIS X. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, I, I, I look. I want to see everybody get out and get home. And I feel bad for the Afghani people. They're going to have to put up with this. I feel really bad for the people that helped us over these past two decades that we have left there uh, to because they haven't finished their paperwork. Establish that we know who they are. Get them on a plane and finish the damn paperwork here. There's, there's no. There's no need for this. This is not a clerical error that they're just going to be frustrated about standing in line in some office. They're going to be dead. They're going to be dead before Labor Day if the Taliban finds out who they are. Yeah, and it's not just off. It's not just off. If I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's not just translators. You had maintenance people, janitors, you know, all manner of people. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can't help them all. I get that, but good God, this should have been priority one. Get our own people out, our own civilians, then start getting these people out, the people that helped us for 20 years, who mm -hmm. made it possible for us to accomplish whatever it is we think we accomplished. Instead, we're just leaving them there. Uh, people are handing their infant children over to random Marines to... And, 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 you know, for a good reason. Yeah, all bets are off, though. After the thirty-first, I'm afraid. I, I just, I, I hate to see what's going to wind up happening. And for, I have two schools of thought. One, Trump wouldn't have done any better had he been in not. control of this. Absolutely not. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ready to give uh, President Biden a uh, a pass on this either. There were some there were some flub ups here. He is doing his best, but I just don't think he I, I I just I think he's a little frustrated by it because like anything like a lot of democratic uh, presidents, he he's wants to be more focused here on this country, focused on things such as voter rights, such as, God forbid, the pandemic and the those idiots that still won't get uh, vaccinated. He's folk wants to be focused more domestically. And right. what's going on in Afghanistan is taking away from that, taking a big, major chunk of his time. Uh, right, Trump. But, but let's also remember what Biden has done that Trump would have never have done. He admitted Oh, oh, absolutely. He absolutely. It doesn't change anything, but compared to the past four years when, you know, he would have blamed Nancy Pelosi for it or pick your Chuck Schumer or pick your Democratic boogeyman, he would he would have blamed it on Hillary. Uh, you know, pick your pick your. Uh, he would have blamed it on Obama's tan suit. Yeah. Hey, we got a we got a video in here. Uh, I believe 
I'm trying to think of who was the one that who uh, offered up that video now. Don Wilson. Don, Don Wilson. Wilson. I'll play it right now. Yeah, go for it. Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo are trying to rewrite history. They're trying to gaslight the world. This will go down as one of the great military defeats of all time. But there is all this pesky video from 2020. Hey, Donald, stop the bullshit. We have receipts. If, on the other hand, the Taliban abide by their promises, the United States will undertake a responsible, conditions-based troop withdrawal. That withdrawal means that our men and women in uniform will incur fewer risks, our financial burden will be eased, and our brave troops will return home. This is a hopeful moment. I want to also thank and congratulate Secretary of State Pompeo and Secretary of Defense Mark Esper. And I'll be meeting personally with Taliban leaders in the not-too-distant future. So that's ISIS red right there. And the bottom one is how it is today. The ISIS caliphate has been decimated. Nobody thought it was possible to do it this quickly. We can confirm that a number of U.S. service members were killed in today's complex attack at Kabul airport. We also know that a number of Afghans fell victim to this heinous attack. The worst news, Americans among the dead. We defeated 100% of the ISIS caliphate, 100%. 100 percent yeah ain't no enough to worry about isis anymore no 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 and and just to uh forget we've captured we defeated this group largely defeated isis 100 percent of the caliphate 100 percent and we wanted to do 100 percent that was just a reminder that donald trump said we defeated them 100 percent now john I don't know how math classes taught in Kansas City or Minneapolis or wherever it was you done was educated, but where I come from, 100% means there would be 0% left over, which means there's nothing left of it. Am I wrong about that? Mm, no. Am I, missing, am I missing something here? Yeah, no. No, you're not missing anything. So, in other words, the fact that the Taliban still exists let me see. Would that be that wouldn't be a hundred percent, would it? No, you mean ISIS. ISIS, excuse me. Yeah. So that that means they uh so it's not a hundred percent. They weren't eradicated a hundred percent, were they? No. No, just checking. Just checking. No, not at all. Yeah, you know, I uh, I understand that that man was never wrong. You know, ask anybody. <clears throat> I'm surprised uh I'm surprised that story didn't have somebody calling him sir in it. Sir, everything's done 100%. Including my pillows. I can't do that again. I had one. That was a one-shot thing, me and Mike Lindell. It's uh, <laughs> unfortunate. Really unfortunate. Well, it's, ama it's amazing. I haven't seen a whole lot of Mike Lindell stories this week. I wonder if he's yeah. crawling back into the wormhole a little bit. I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, while, while we're on, uh, we, we got another little quick piece here with, with the Trumper and it's, uh, 
It's all on the same lines. Take a listen. Look at al-Baghdadi. He was the founder of ISIS. We took him out. Nobody could find him for 15 years. Far bigger than Osama bin Laden. Far bigger. Osama bin Laden bad, and he hit you know the World Trade Center, and it was a horrible thing. But al-Baghdadi was the founder of ISIS. Yeah, yeah, we got them all, didn't we, Donnie? Yeah, we got them all. You know that that was, and just because, and he didn't hear Obama claim that just because they got uh, Osama bin Laden, they didn't. He, he didn't hear him claim that uh, that uh, Al Qaeda. Yeah, it was over. He didn't. I, I I think the phrase you're looking for, John, the phrase he did not use was "mission accomplished." And there's it. There's some shade on on George Bush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How'd that work out? Mission accomplished. Um, Listen to Donald Trump basically saying, "Ah, nine eleven, it was this thing, you know." But I, hey, I got Baghdadi or whatever the hell his name is. Big Daddy, Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now we've got something here. This is from TikTok. Uh, this is a U.S. soldier, and she's responding to a video. Uh, one of these nutballs. Uh, I want you to, uh, she responds to it and ju- just take a listen and you don't have to see it, but take a listen to it. What's up, TikTok? So this happened. This is a message for our United States military, the Air Force, the Army, the Marines, the Navy, Coast Guard, SpaceX. SpaceX? You mean the program that was made by the guy who makes Teslas? Space Force, my guy. Moving right along. Everybody that considers himself a a person that would defend this fucking country. Where are you? I'm at work. Defending this fucking country. We thought the military took an oath to protect this country. They took an oath to protect our constitution. That includes enemies, foreign and domestic. We did take that oath to protect and defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. You know, domestic. Like a woman who decided to drive her vehicle through a National Guard vaccination tent. But keep that same energy. Where are you, military? Because if you're leaving it up to the American people, you need to let us know because everybody's on the edge of their seat. You've got millions and millions of gun owners that are ready to walk out and just start a complete fucking bloodbath. And we're beginning to wonder where our fucking military. I mean, I'm no expert, but that sounded like a terroristic threat. Because not you talking about a bunch of gun owners going out and starting a bloodbath. Like, have you never heard of the Insurrection Act? There's reasons why the military doesn't deploy within the U.S. And if they did, your little good old boy system is not going to fare well for you. Understand that if active duty military actually get deployed within the United States, that weapon is not just pointed at other people, other countries. It's pointed at you. If you do not get in your house when I tell you to, you become the enemy. Martial law. You know, where your rights get curtailed. You don't have all those same freedoms that the Constitution guarantees at that point. So be careful what you wish for and stop opining about things you don't understand. Good for her. Wow. Yeah, I got a re- real kick out of that soldier. Uh, she she nailed it. You know, uh, and she's not wrong. I can't imagine. Look, everybody, all, all, all these right-wing gun nuts, these Second Amendment people, you know, what are you going to do against a trained military force with your beer gut hanging over? You know, you've been out there playing soldier. You go to the Army-Navy store, store, you buy a helmet, you buy a couple of jackets. It doesn't make you trained for battle. And again, you're up against the U.S. military who has all the cool toys. 
except for the ones we left in Afghanistan. And hey, Joe, you know, maybe we should have got got our stuff back. But anyway, uh, yeah. So good for her. I I don't have the soldier's name in that in that video, but but gosh darn it, when I saw that, I said, oh, I I like this kid. I like her a lot. Um, Absolutely. Speaking of. And and I don't have I don't I, I don't have anybody to credit for this, but I I found this this uh, the other day. Want to know a secret? Liberals own guns too. We just don't parade around Walmart and Starbucks with them over our shoulders like scared little boys playing soldier. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think they uh, they they quite understand that. I I, I just think that. They think people who consider themselves liberal or democratic or progressive or whatever you you use whatever term you want to use, I, I I don't think that they get it. I don't think that they that because of social media and the media in general, a lot of these cornheads believe that they have bigger numbers than they actually do. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's leave our military out of it just for the moment. Do you think Billy Bob and the rest of you playing playing uh, soldier games? Do you think you're the only ones with weapons? Do you think that you're the only ones that are prepared for for the uh, stuff to hit the fan here? You're not. There's a lot more of us that, well, not perhaps not me per se, but there are a lot more of us. And guess what? We got the smarter people on our side. Oh, absolutely. We have science. We have science that we use. And by the way, can't say this enough. You don't believe in the vaccine, then you don't believe in my hospitals. Stay away from my hospitals. I'm tired of reading stories about people who are dying of non-COVID stuff because they can't get a bed because your stupid ass that wouldn't get a vaccine is now tying up an ICU bed. Go to your church. Go to wherever it is you got to go. Go down to the – go to Facebook. Go find a Facebook doctor to treat you. I Stay away from my hospitals. Yeah. Yes. You, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's time for another Chip Franklin. You ready for that? At the center of the latest COVID surge, we're talking about Florida. When I was a little kid, we used to pack up the car and drive to Florida. We had a great time. So 30 years later, I thought, let's go back. Uh, Kids, get in the car. That's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, not a bright man. DeSantis still denies schools and communities the right to protect themselves. To ensure there will be no mask mandates. And now he wants to be president. Let's analyze that. Of course, that's crazy, right? That shit could never happen. See, the thing is, Darwin was wrong, and Florida is proof. Faced with evidence that science can save us, Florida decided, we're going to go the other way. You want to go to a movie theater? Should you have to show that? No. You want to go to a game? No. You want to go to a theme park? No. But the tragedy is, you shouldn't have to die just because you're stupid. And Florida has some great people who deserve better than this puddle of dumb. Problem is, they live in Florida. I really want to go back and visit. What a mess! Just not yet. Sex charges. Go fuck yourself. Goddamn right. Combat! (laughs) That's a good one. They're stupid. Winning. (laughs) Jeb Jeb Franklin. That's uh, we're halfway or halfway home with the chipster today. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting. I was talking to our good pal Mike King last night, and uh, he sends his regards. 
And as always, he says, Ed, when are you coming back down to visit? I said, well, certainly not anytime soon. Your nitwit governor, who I personally voted against, I said, it, it's it's a death trap down there. I don't, I don't want any part of that. You know, and it's unfortunate because I would really like to, you know, go down and visit. But, but as I said, it's, uh, it's nuttier down there than it used to be. Well, it's, uh, there is some good news that come out of uh, Florida. Apparently a judge has uh, overruled uh, Governor DeSantis uh, when it comes to these uh, mask man these school districts that are requiring uh, uh, masks. He says, well, hey, these districts have to have the right, or the, the judge is saying this, so that this, the school districts, excuse me, school districts have the right to uh, be able to say, you know, Hey, this is our issue. So go, uh, go suck an egg there, uh, Ron DeSantis. It uh, looks I like the smart people are starting to kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, take take the argument a little bit, maybe show some nerve. Yeah, uh, we, we uh, yeah, it's been a crisis, and let let's hear from. Former press secretary Barbie, uh, Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Mecca, 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 Mecca noodle. Right. We are eight months into a Biden presidency, Jesse. Wrap your head around that. We still have three <laughs> years and four months left. Look, when President Trump was president, you didn't see crisis after crisis. You just didn't see it. I. The only reason you didn't see it is because you closed your eyes and plugged your ears. That's the only reason you didn't see crisis after crisis. Kaylee, good gravy. I, I, I mean, the world that these folks inhabit or that they want, let me, let me correct myself there. It's not the world that they inhabit. It's the world they want their followers to inhabit. Remember, these are the folks that only watch Fox News. And so they believe, oh, no, no, nothing was wrong. Nothing. You know, the same people that will refer to everybody else as sheeple and sheep. That's exactly what they do. The flock follows. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and there's countless stories here. I as, as I go through my little my my pocket is as as it's known. There's you know story upon story upon story of different people who are. Uh, uh, here's here's one, uh, a Texas anti-mask uh, freedom rally organization organizer. Excuse me is fighting for his life because he has COVID-19. Is this the gentleman with three kids and a pregnant wife? Um, yeah, I just read, I just went over the headline with this one, but. Uh, I, can, I can always catch John on that by asking him a question. Oh, well, okay, here you go. A Texas man who helped organize protests against pandemic restrictions is fighting for his life after being hospitalized for nearly a month with COVID-19. The, San Angelo Standard Times reported. His wife, Jessica uh, Wallace, wrote Wednesday on a Facebook uh, post that she had a heartbreaking update about her husband, Caleb. He's not doing good. It's not looking in our favor, she said. His lungs are stiff due to fibrosis. Mm -hmm. They called and said they've run out of options for him and asked if I would consent to do a do not re resuscitate. 
and it would be up to us to, uh, when to start the treatment. So yeah, there's there's another one. Yeah, uh, stay out of my that, hospital. You're, you're taking up valuable bed space for science you don't believe in. Oh, until, of course, you get sick. What's the old saying, John? There's no atheist in a foxhole. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are absolutely right. It's... it's. Uh, there's, too, there's too many of these stories coming out, as I said earlier, and people being denied, you know, other patients dying of other things outside of COVID, they can't get into a hospital because they're all filled. Uh, and how many, if somebody can provide me, look, how many people have died from the COVID vaccine? Bueller? Bueller? None. None. The hospitals aren't overwhelmed with vaccine people, uh, people uh, uh, reacting badly to the vaccine. I felt like crap for a day. My arm was sore for a day. That's it. That's the side effect. If I grow the third eye, so what? I can use it. The other two ain't worth anything anyway. Look at the glasses I'm wearing. What was it? Mike, uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Osterholm uh, said that even aspirin can't make that claim that nobody has died from, uh, from taking an aspirin. Right. Right. So... And how much evidence? Oh well, I, I I don't I don't believe they've researched it enough. You got a billion people on the planet have taken these vaccines. What more do you need to know? I'd say that's a significant sample size, significant. And yeah. while there, well, I I don't doubt for a second that there's isolated cases where people have reacted poorly. Uh, you know, look, you get the right combination of things. Almost anything can be dangerous. You know, look, some un uh, unfortunate sap somewhere has the uh, had the just right body chemistry and all that that the vaccine ad affected them adversely. Okay, that's not good for them, but it doesn't mean the other seven billion people on the planet shouldn't take it. Okay, we step out on the street every day. Sure, other people get hit by cars. Today's that my day. Maybe it's not. Maybe I never get hit by the car. Uh, here, uh, again, my own personal experience, how many people have not had a heart attack in this country? Here I am. I'm living proof. You can't shut me up about it. Okay? Uh, not everybody succumbs to these things. All right? Nothing is ideal. Nothing is perfect. No surgery. No, no medication. This is why your doctor will constantly ask you questions. How are you feeling? They adjust the doses of your medication or the types of medication you're using. Not just because they're making money from big uh, for Big Pharma. Eh, that's another topic for another time. But it's to get you, your body, performing at its peak efficiency. That is what it's all about. If, you're, if it's making you feel bad, then they change it. Okay, information. You have to let people know. I promise you, if you had an adverse effect to the vaccine, you would be the most studied person on the planet. They would have the best of the best looking at you to know why. Why are you, out of a billion people, one of a relative handful that is having a, a life-threatening or, you know, a really, really bad side effect? Believe me, you wouldn't go unnoticed. Here's Check another one for you. 
Here's another one for you. Pastor dies from COVID after church uh, told members not to worry about virus because God is in control. Praise Jesus. By the way, when you get sick, go to your church. Don't go to my hospital. Go ahead, John. I apologize. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Kiss front man Paul Stanley uh, came down with the COVID. Don't he get is, it. Yeah, he is. He is fully vaccinated. But guess what? What he says he's he says he's fine. Yeah, because it. They never said you can't contract the COVID. Yeah. But it is going to greatly reduce the severity of it. Uh, there's a tweet from Conan O'Brien, and he said, "Great, my horse has worms, and the pharmacy is out of everything except COVID vaccines." Mm -hmm. And now we can get into the horse dewormer thing. <laughs> God, do we have to? My God, how stupid are you people? How stupid! Do you have to be that even if the even if a life-saving ingredient is in pick your product, just by ingesting the entire product does not mean you will get the full benefits of that ingredient. I don't believe this invigoron or whatever it's called is going to help, but certainly not eating paste intended for horses and cows and you know, yes, it is apple flavored, and I grant you that it's probably a very tasty, tasty uh, treat. And people are reporting uh, horrendous cases of diarrhea. No kidding, your system is rejecting this. Well, what do you know? Wilbur, buy me a pony, please. And that's one of the few times I'll do a Mister Ed joke. And uh, we're going to hear from Mister Ed more than the Chip and Chip Franklin in the next hour. But, uh, yeah, the, okay, Miss, I, I'm accepting all Mr. Ed jokes right now. Normally I don't, but good gravy. Good gravy, people. I, I, I mean, would you go out and eat a, a pile of dog turd if somebody on Facebook said it, it would cure, uh, cure COVID? Because if that's the case, I'll get my account going again as Dr. Ed, Dr. Mr. Ed, and uh, I, I will provide you some BS scientific uh, evidence that dog turds, especially from the larger breeds, the smaller breeds will work, but you really, really want to get get a good hearty mouthful. St. Bernard is, is preferred. Great Dane is if you can get it. My God, that's that's almost instantaneous. But a good golden retriever or, you know, uh, an Irish setter will do. Stay away from the chihuahuas, though. You're wasting your time. It, it, you have to, It's too many. It's too many. You people are morons. You're morons. Uh, You're on a day, baby. I tell you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. There'll be no stopping me now. Uh, our our good pal, our uh, our uh, Brent, our opposition reporter, has uh, something to say about the vaccine. Let's take a listen to that. Like I was saying, there's no way in hell I'm going to take this vaccine, not till it's approved by the FDA. What was that? It just got approved? Of course it got approved. I'm not going to let the government tell me what to do with my body. I'll tell you what. I'll get the vaccine when the NRA approves it. Because you know what they say. The only way to stop a bad guy with a shot is a good guy with a shot. The Fellowship of the Ring, I'll 
I'll get it when they approve it, because as we all know, one does not simply approve a vaccine. Hell, if you can get my dad's approval, then you're in, because I've been trying to get it my whole life, and I still ain't got it. The gas station, if, if, if those pills they sell will make your thing bigger, then if they approve the vaccine, I'll get it. Plus, you'd probably be able to get some speedy reward points just for getting the jab. The Vatican, now there's a group you can trust with your body. Plus, if the vaccine turns out to be bad, then they'll just move it to a different parish. My cousin Marvin, Marvin Barry, if he called me up and said, you know that new vaccine you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. So yeah, I will get the vaccine once all them groups approve <laughs> Printer whom? Look him up on Facebook. He's uh, a funny guy. Uh, speaking of vaccine, this is from Noel Kassler. Uh, Noel Kassler Comedy. You should follow him also. Before Facebook and Fox News, you would have to go to a bus station lobby at 4 a.m. to meet someone who would tell you vaccines were a government plot meant to destroy us. Now you can do it from the comfort of your home. Yeah, it's that truth. Oh, what do we got? We got eight minutes before the uh, before the top of the hour here, or well, so. I feel, I feel I've done my part. I have carried my share of the weight. You have. You have definitely. You're you're leaving me to kind of pick up the pieces here in the second hour. Fortunately, I, I do have enough pieces to pick up here. I believe I have worked so hard this hour that we should be take next Sunday off for the holiday. I've, like I told you last week, I believe you should put the crack pipe down. <laughs> That's not going to happen, but I'm still going to keep pushing this. But, but, uh, let's talk a little bit about, no, no, no. What, uh, uh, that's, we're saving that. We're saving that. I, I, eh, eh, that takes too long. I'm just going through our inventory here, folks. Don't mind me. Okay. It's not like we're live or anything like that. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> if we play this, we're not going to play it until the second hour, but I want to talk about this. We talked about Uber a little earlier, and John has has placed up on the uh, on the big video wheel, and it is a big video wheel, by the way, here in the studio, the fake Uber driver. Now, the fake Uber driver, this video comes to us from way back in the year of 2017, I believe. Is that correct, John? That's, yeah. John is nodding his uh, his head because he forgets we're also on radio. Now, I they, said yes. Uh, Clean the you. crap out of your ears there, son. Now, the video, it, it's a, it, it involves a young man. Who decided to take out the uh, the car and do Uber work because his girlfriend, who actually was an Uber driver, was homesick and they needed a couple of dollars. And it's interesting to watch. It's very difficult to hear what's going on from his side because the camera is with the potential customer. But, I, I mean, deer in the headlights. John, do we know this person? Yeah, I, I, I think that... Uh... I, I've run into him a couple of times. I run over. All right. All right. Would you like to explain who this person is? Well, this person is the father of uh, one Master Oliver. 
Yes, yes. So yeah. in the video, it shows uh, the female customer justifiably irate that that this guy is not Angie. <laughs> and she's wondering, how come you're not Angie? You're not Angie. And he sheepishly tries to explain it away. Well, we needed the money. I thought I'd come out. And then two interesting things happen over the course of the video. And he, you know, he basically gets gets sent away with his tail between his legs. And he's not being like I'll give him credit in the video. He's not being very combative about it. He knows he got caught. And so the 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 person, the customer with the camera, walks around to the side of the vehicle. And and the whole passenger side of the vehicle is just dented, destroyed. John, whatever. How, how did that car get like that? It's uh, it's a long story. <laughs> All right. Well, fair <laughs> enough. That's what I'm for right now. Okay. So so the car definitely shouldn't have been out on the road doing. Uh, no, no. It was and visible damage, very visible damage to the front door, etc. But what always struck me, and I saw this video years ago when I think when when it first happened, right. and it yeah. struck it struck me then. This was just just after John and I had started this little this little party we called the Taxi Stand Hour. I call it the Taxi Stand Hour. He still can't understand why it's two hours. But but what always struck me about this video is at the end, the woman is a hundred percent correct. He's a fake Uber driver. The car couldn't possibly have been approved. Everything is wrong about this. She's 100% in the right. And what's her big concern? She says, don't give us a bad rating. <laughs> we will definitely trust me. We will have time to show that in hour number God, two. God, I hope not. But the, the, <laughs> what's funny is that she would have canceled. Well, he would have canceled it. You can't rate the driver at that point, but it's just just the idea. This is now her big concern. I don't want a bad rating. What this clip demonstrates is how easy it is. Now, if if Angie had been named Chris, not a word would have been said. Oh, sure. Because you wouldn't have known one way or the other. Chris, yeah, sure, sure. And they'd have gotten in the car, and that would have been it. And that would have been the end of it. And they'd have taken the ride. And uh, lots of you folks out there riding with fake Uber drivers. I promise you. Uh, exactly. there, there's, so there's. Uh, besides besides that video here that we'll definitely show, because I think it's a little, I think it's kind of humorous. Uh, we uh, also we'll have other things we got we're going to cover. We still want to talk about the Nevermind baby. Oh, about, right. Yeah. I, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to do anything right now. I'm just saying we're going to talk about that, about how the never, Nevermind baby now is in his 30s and is suing what's left of Nirvana uh, because he was exploited. So that and a whole lot uh, coming up here in hour number two. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
you found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Good morning, sir. How are you? It's Robert Iger, President and CEO of the Walt Disney and Company. I don't have to say your title every time. And how am I? I'm not good. I lost a bundle on the Jets game. That Eric-Man genius turned into Eric. I don't know what the f*** I'm doing. Sir, I thought you quit gambling. I haven't quit anything. I do it all. What's your problem now? No, sir. I'm... Hey, before you get into it, why aren't you using me? What, sir? you got to use me more. November sweeps are coming up. Get me on some of the ABC shows. I own the network for crying out loud. Well, sir, what did you have in mind? You are only 18 inches tall. Hey, with the short jokes. So what? I'm 18 inches tall. I am ratings gold. People love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> sir, what did you have in mind? How about you put me on private practice? Maybe write me a little affair scene with Addison Montgomery. Better oh. mm, yeah. examine me on my cable hers. Sir, she's an OBGYN. So I could have an OB guy in. I think she's more of a... Whatever. How about Grey's Anatomy or Dirty Sexy Money? Hey, put me on Women's Murder Club and give me a scene with Angie Harmon. Yeah, sir, I don't believe a mouse would probably work in a crime procedural there. Hey, this is television. It all works. Yeah, I, I don't know, sir. How about Dancing with the Stars? I am perfect for this. Sir, perfect. you may be too small to do any of the dancing stuff. I'm a hell of a dancer. I could have an affair with that Maxim Chukoscovia. Sir, Maxim's a man. Oh, well, who's the hot boy? The Cheryl Burke or Juliana Hoff? Oh, yeah, Cheryl oh, Burke. Oh, my God, that Juliana Hoff. I like to get my big white hands all over that. S sir. Sir, aren't you a married man? He doesn't do anything anymore. She used to say no to nothing. Now she says no to everything. Sir, shouldn't you maybe go to therapy or something? Hey, why don't you put me on men and trees? Is Anne Hayes AC or DC this month? Well, I believe she's dating her co-star, James Tupper. Uh, so she's AC. I don't know what that means, but yes. AC DC! Sir, I actually have an idea. Wait a minute. Stop the presses. And what is it? How about Ugly Betty? Why would you put me on that show? There's nobody hot on that show. It's called Ugly Betty. Well, sir, Rebecca Romaine is in the show. She's she beautiful. plays a man. Yeah, she plays a man, but she she is a woman. But she plays a man. What would that do for my reputation? Sir, you, wouldn't you just be acting? Did you bet the Jets this week? Uh, no, sir, I don't. Oh, my God. I don't gamble, sir. What the hell happened? Sir, I don't think you should either. You've had a problem oh, in the past. hang on a second. Did I ask you what I thought you thought? Well, no, sir. No, I, thought... I didn't, did I? I thought since we were friends, we could... We're not friends. We're not? No, we're not. You're my puppet. Hey, does your butt hurt from having my big white hand up you running you all day? No, sir, I'm the president and CEO of the company. You're not that. 
And I pull all the strings. I'm Geppetto. You're Pinocchio. Well, sir, this is a great uh, conversation. Well, what show am I going on in November? Pick one and get back to me. Yeah, I'll just work things out with the programming department. Yeah, Hopefully... work that out and get me on. I'm partial to Dancing with the Stars. Right. You want to be a hell of a dancer. Right. Yeah. With my tango magic all up and down that Juliana Hoff. Yeah. <laughs> How do you follow that? Good Lord. <laughs> good uh, good morning again there, folks. Uh, you are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, hour number two here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Over there, over in the uh, East Wing, in the Radio TFI. Are you, are you, have you gotten out of the basement yet? Renovations are continuing. Ongoing. Yeah. Renovations yeah. are ongoing. Good Lord, the basement. So we're just, just going to start start calling it the Radio TFI Basement Studio. Don't you dare. <laughs> Anyways, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. I am positively exhausted from carrying on my on my shoulders the entire first hour of this program. If you Sorry. missed it. It'll be out soon enough, the replay. And you will see just how little young Mr. Shannon contributed to the past. Now, why I might as well have been here by myself. He was so uh, invisible. My thoughts and prayers go out to his uh, his vocal cords because apparently they, they're sick. Well, instead of uh, giving your thoughts and prayers to my vocal cords, you should have been giving your thoughts and prayers to my ears. Oh, hey! Now, hey, look at that. He made a funny. He made a funny. Very good. We're going to mark that down. Four and a half years, that's one. That is one. That was very good, though, John. I like that. You, you picked right up on the theme I laid out. You did it in real time. And you actually made words together that were coherent. Thank God you weren't reading off a script because it would have taken an hour. But we applaud you. By the way, as uh, as we stated early at the top of the hour for the live show, uh, we are keeping an eye on Hurricane Ida. Our best to all those who are who are being affected by it, who will be affected by it. Uh, this doesn't end when the rain stops falling and the wind stops blowing. So, uh, if you have anybody in that area, uh, I, hopefully you'll be in contact with them soon enough. Don't panic right away. Sometimes it takes a little while for the phone lines to come up, even the cell towers. So just be patient. It's frustrating. I've been through it. I get it. This is a monster, monster storm. So I, I guess just, I just heard uh, or just saw here looking at uh, my uh, tweet deck stream that now they're expecting it to be a cat five by the time it gets oh my. to land. Well, at this point now, Cat 4, Cat 5, it's, if you're still there, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Uh, hunker down. I, I, look, if, if you're in the middle of it, you're not listening to us. And if you are, God bless you. But uh, you've got bigger things to worry about. 
than than this pitting little little corner of the internet. But it, it, be safe. Getting your bathtub, whatever. If you're still in the path of this thing, find your safe room. Your room without a windows. Pull the mattresses over you if need be. Go to your bathroom. It's generally the safest room in the house. Even and if it doesn't have a window, even better. Bring the mattress with you. Everybody in the bathtub. Pull the mattress over you to protect you from debris. Believe me, it is the safest place. Do not be in a room with windows. Uh, I, I imagine. I imagine in Louisiana. Uh, the, the, along the Gulf Coast, the, the codes are the same where the doors have to open out. Uh, in, in Florida, it's the same thing. The doors open out this way during a storm. They can't be pushed in. Mm. You know, uh, but anyway. It's, 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 it's sad with a, with a hurricane because, okay, you know, with winds and whatnot, you know, like in a, in a tornado, you're told go to the lowest part of your of your home, go to a basement or what have you. For one thing, I don't know very many basements in Louisiana. And even if you did go to the lowest part of the house, now you got to worry about the storm surge and the flooding that's going to be that, that's going to that, happen. So you try to go high to avoid that. Well, now you're going to you're out there in the middle of the path of the wind and the debris that's flying and everything like that. It's it's just a, a no win situation. No matter and how also, also remember, as opposed to a tornado, which come and goes in five, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Hurricane can be uh Hurricane Wilma in 2005, before it got to South Florida, sat three days, three days over Cozumel, Mexico, just mm -hmm. churning, just feeding off the Gulf of Mexico. It literally stopped and just kept. I mean, it, it maybe it moved a little bit, but I happened to chat with a gentleman who was stuck in his apartment for three days. He said, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. So, mm. and again, do your best right now. Your main concern is coming out of this alive. This is, we're going to continue on with our little, our little silly little show here, but make no mistake. We, we are, we literally, this is where our thoughts and prayers go. Absolutely. All right. Moving on. So we, uh, I prom we pr promised we were going to talk about this, and and uh, I find it I find it interesting um, that now Spencer Eldon, who appeared as the naked baby on the cover of Nirvana's nineteen ninety one album Nevermind, put the picture up. You got it. I'm reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this kid. Oh, by the way, by the way, if you're if you're listening on the radio or on the playback, this is the Nirvana album, Nevermind, with the baby in the swimming pool naked, uh, looking at a dollar bill. So basically somebody's got a dollar bill on a fish hook and he's chasing it. Uh so so now you have go ahead, John. Well, <clears throat> anyways, uh, uh the uh, Spencer Eldon is claiming that the record's iconic artwork is child pornography and is suing the band over child sexual exploitation. So he's claiming he's claiming that he was exploited in this. Uh, yet 
it, it seems to me that without going through and reading or just kind of glazing through the rest of this, it, and I've heard that he has been paid uh, by by the band. Uh, he uh, right now he's seeking uh, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages. So obviously, uh, what he was getting from the band and from the band members wasn't enough. Right. Um, but that the whole thing brings a a um, brings a bigger uh, question. I actually put out a poll, uh, both on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, uh, asking if that uh, if that picture, and quite frankly, pictures uh, that other people take of their babies or consent to have their babies uh, taken a, a naked picture of, should this be considered uh, pornography? Now, as in the case with. Uh, Spencer Eldon, it was an overwhelming no, especially on Facebook. No, no. And I could care less about Facebook, but the people he needs to be suing right now, if he's going to sue anybody, are his parents. Because mm -hmm. they agreed to it. Any damage. First off, who recognizes them? Nobody. It was 30 years ago. And by, and if and if he's afraid that some people do recognize him by the size of his PP in the... Uh, in the picture, and it that hasn't changed. Well, you got bigger problems. And by the way, you want to talk about real, real uh, issues? Look at this! Look at this fella with that big old butt sticking up in the air. If you're not looking, it's a it's a black and white photograph with a very attractive woman with with one of the, one of the ugliest bare ass babies you're ever going to see in your entire life. That would be John P. Shannon. I don't know if P is his middle initial. Middle initial. It just sounds good. John Shannon laying naked. Naked as a jaybird. That's right. I should. I should uh, probably sue my mother for. Yeah, you should. Go after her right now. I dare you. I double dare you. Wait a minute. That's impossible. She's been gone for uh, well since '74. So. And this and this nitwit ought to go after Kurt Cobain too. Yeah. There you Look. go. Look, his parents signed off on this. The band paid him. I don't see how contractually. Uh, there's anything more that can be done now. If the band, or uh, like you say, what's left of the band, mm -hmm. the band's management, their estate, and all that. If they want to be nice guys and say, "Hey, hey, here's here's another fifty grand," uh, but I don't see it. Contracts were signed. Blah blah blah. The parents at any point could have said, "You can show this. Don't show that." I'm sure it was explained to him if there was a problem at the time. And now that he's 30 years old, as far as I'm concerned, he is 11, 12 years past when he turned, became an adult and could have sued on his own. So who put what bug in, in his ear? Yeah, he probably ran out of dope money and uh, oh. just uh, decided, this was, yeah, this was how I he can't. was going to. Uh, I cannot try argue to, that. Yeah. He, uh, and the, the funny part about that is, is he apparently has reenacted this, uh, this scene on several occasions. Yes. Uh, Wearing shorts, by the way. I've seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen that picture. I mean, enough already. Okay. You're, you're a party trick. You're a party, you know, you're, you're a trivia question at a bar. Guess who I was when I was a baby? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's your turn to buy. You know, that's, that's all it is. Look, y your parents, 
showed up for a gig. They tried to get you into modeling when you were a kid. Apparently, it didn't work out. Move on. Let's uh, let's let's. Okay, are we ready to? Uh, we we promised the people four. We've done two. It's now time for our third in uh, in our uh, uh, Chips Ahoy series here today. Huh? See, I did it again. My chip puns. Anyway, Chip Franklin. Deworming cattle, deworming horses. But people have started taking it to treat or prevent COVID-19. Only the Republican Party would eat a pill intended for deworming a horse instead of getting a vaccine that's already protecting over a billion people. For livestock. We're not livestock. But are you surprised? First they denied COVID, then they started to die. A lot of people think that goes away in April. Then they denied masks and distancing, and they continue to die. Then their leader said drink Clorox, and that really f***ed them up. Supposing you brought the light inside the body. And then there was hydroxychloroquine. Good things have come out about the hydroxyl. Which is worthless for anything but lupus and a great Scrabble word. And then, of course, Republicans showed their dark f***ing hearts while getting vaccinated, then letting millions of others believe that it didn't work. Now they're letting people believe you can fight COVID with this shit intended for horses? Makes you wonder who will run for president in 2024. Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. Was that Ann Coulter? Goddamn right. Sex charges. Go fuck yourself. Combat. That's a good one. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> Wilbur, buy me a pony, please. <laughs> and that concludes our Mr. Ed jokes forever. Oh, but until the next time I decide to bring another one up. Be that as it may. So, yeah, so now this is the big thing. We won't take the free vaccine, but, and we talked about this last hour, but we'll eat and take stuff made for animals. You know, I just, uh, while we're on this, I want to show this, which is my vaccination card. I show this for a number of reasons. First off, I'm proud to have it. Second off, I was going batty the last couple of weeks looking for it. I had to produce it for work, and we'll get to why that in a second. I Yesterday, I had to move my printer, and I was doing stuff, and I thought the cover was open, and I lifted it up, and lo and behold, there was my vaccine card in my scanner. I had already found the scanned version. I never put two and two together to look in the actual scanner. Anyway, uh where I work, a lot of people have expressed dissatisfaction with the idea of being vaccinated. And um, I try not to get involved in that conversation because I, I just, it goes nowhere. Uh, we've, we had somebody that said they were vaccinated. Uh, this is what I get of the story. And turns out they weren't. So currently, we don't know if that person's coming back or not. The next day, we got an email from the production that said, essentially, there's certain parts of the crew that work directly with the cast and all that. We're called Zone A. I'm in that. Uh, production is basically putting its foot down and said, you have to be complete, have your complete vaccinations, that is first, second shot in the two-week uh, period after the second shot, no later than uh, sometime in mid-October. So giving everybody... Are you experiencing an earthquake there? Things are dropping and... No, I, I'm just... Good Lord. Anyway, so it 
they in no one's this email laid it out in no uncertain terms that you will be vaccinated if you're part of this group. And if you're not, and there was no flowery language involved in this, you will be terminated. If you cannot show proof of vaccination, complete vaccination, that is both shots and the waiting period, that two weeks after the second shot. If you can't show proof of that or you choose not to, you will be terminated. No questions asked. End of story. Here, you have a month and a half, a month, almost two months to do something that you probably should have done a long time ago. And from what I hear, I know there's a lot of a lot of people out there, a lot of talk. Oh, they're, they can't make me get it, and they're not going to – they're also not going to give up a job, a good job. I, I, I've heard people say, well, I'll go back to doing this, I'll go back to doing that. And uh, I don't, I'd hate to see them ruin their family's future. Uh, and by the way, for anybody listening to this from my line of work, as you can notice, I am definitely not mentioning names, productions, or anything. I'm not giving away anything here. I'm mm-hmm. speaking in very general terms. So uh, you may know what I'm working on right now but you don't know who I'm talking about. And that is my intention here. I'm putting it out there in general. I'm not looking to point fingers at people. I don't want to, I don't want to revel in somebody's, you know, uh, misfortune or misinformation. I I just, I, I hope these people, I don't care why they get the shot. I don't, I just, as long as they do to protect them, to protect their family, they don't believe in it. You know, and we've talked about this a lot of times, uh, you know, we've even joked about it, but I, I don't want to see this happen. But now my industry is getting serious about this. I spoke to someone else who said their production has now said everybody, doesn't matter who you are, if you're working on that production, you will get vaccinated or there's the door. Mm-hmm. You have your options. You have your up. Nobody's saying you have to, but if you don't, here's what's going to happen. Look, all kidding aside, this is not whether or not we can wear T-shirts at work and, you know, I feel my freedom. F your freedom. Your freedom stops at my freedom, right? Exactly where yours ends is exactly where mine begins and vice versa. Okay? You can scream about your freedom all you want, but you can't infringe upon mine. You can't infringe upon John's. You can't infringe upon anybody else's. You do you, boo. You do you. But once it starts affecting other people, you got to backtrack. You got to start. Look, this is why we have red lights. This is why we have everything in the world. Because we have to work together at this. Okay? My, you, it's all politics what's going on here now. Ain't, ain't one of you done any kind of research. I'm researching it. Googling it isn't research. Reading it on Facebook isn't research. You don't have a lab. You don't have the background. You don't have the medical degree. You haven't, you haven't, uh, you know, you don't have a, 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 a master's in immunology. You don't know anybody that has one, with the exception of Dr. Fauci, who's been nothing but straight up and, and telling us the truth right from day one. So this I'm doing my research nonsense is just that nonsense. Stop it. Nobody's dying from this vaccine. 
You're not going to, nothing's going to happen to you. Okay? And if it does, then it's going to happen to a lot of us. And it would have started happening by now. So 10 years from now, maybe we all grow a third eye. Big deal. The, gla the eyeglass manufacturers will love it because we'll all have to buy new glasses. Contact lens people as well. I bet I mean seriously, you're willing to take this chance on a vaccine that we know works. And again, we'll go back to ask anybody who's had smallpox in the past 20 years. Oh, wait, you can't. Because nobody has. And by the way, I've used that line in having these discussions. You know, and oh, well, that doesn't, that's different. How? How is it different? I got the smallpox shot. I still have the little mark on my arm. On my arm. I got the polio vaccine. They bring in the little sugar cube and you, you know, I got all, I got vaccinated. Whatever I didn't get vaccinated for, I had. Uh, and maybe, you know, chicken pox, mumps, all that good stuff. You guys don't see a lot of that stuff. And it was certainly not polio and smallpox. And we need to eradicate these. You never fully get rid of them. Hell, the Black Plague is still around somewhere. But we certainly can beat it down. Who wants to go through what we went through last year? Nobody. But we've all got to work at it. You can't just sit there, oh, oh look at me. I'm a, I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. And I, 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 you can't tell me. Well, then move up to the mountains somewhere. Live by yourself. Leave your family alone. And you can't make the decision, you know, you're making decisions for your kids. And, and you're not giving them, you know. Anyway. Tapping out. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, I, I could tease you about uh, uh, jumping on and, and, uh, and taking over... Uh, uh, take an hour over this hour too, but I can't disagree with anything you say uh, with that. Not not a word. I can't disagree with you at all. You know, as far as far as you, I hear you. As far as the um, as far as the mandates there at your uh, production site. By the way, I know nothing about this either. So, you know, as far as who he's working for, what he's doing or anything. I, I know uh, the only person that knows less about what he's doing than I do is him. Yeah. So. By the way, just, just for those of you wondering, I do, I do sign an agreement not to, not to discuss any, anything. And I, I don't want to anyway. It's not, no. not, not just about the, the people you may or may not know but also the people you certainly don't know, the people I work with on a day-to-day -day basis. And mm. excuse me, I'm not giving away any secrets or telling stories out of school. I don't want to upset anybody or anything right. like that. So uh, I'll speak in general terms when I feel it's appropriate, but generally I wouldn't even speak about my work at all. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I feel this is important that I'm sorry that it's come to this. I'm really sorry that it's come to this, but we did see it coming. Uh, and I'm told our union has signed off on it. They did a while back with the back to work agreement. So uh, some of these folks are going to go, go cry into the union. And it's going to say, eh, Oh, we're, we're on board with it. Go get a shot. Go get a shot. It's, or, FDA, approved right? it's FDA approved now. There's That's no, right. absolutely no reason. There are people that were holding out. Oh, it's experimental. Well, like like uh, Brett said, Brent said, excuse me, 
Yeah. Oh, we'll wait for the we'll wait for the FDA to go. Huh? What? What? Uh, what? Well, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been approved. It's. I, look, we're talking about a group of people here that will move the goalpost. They're not going to admit they're wrong or that they have to give up. And it's not just about the COVID shots. It's about everything that's become so political in the last six years. I mean, we have a worldwide pandemic and people are out there literally going after people, causing physical violence. It's a mask, man. Just wear it. It, it doesn't show, you know. And by the way, who the hell do you think you are to attack somebody who decides to wear a mask? All right, you disagree oh, with that? You disagree with it? You're an idiot in my eyes. But that doesn't give you the right to go after somebody. If I want to wear a scarf on my head, you may not like it, but screw you. Remember your freedoms? Well, that's my freedom. Okay? Take your freedom, stick it up your ass. All right? Because you're killing people. You're potentially killing people. All right? Big tough guys out there. Oh, you're not going to tell me. Look. Stop getting your information off Facebook. Facebook needs to be shut down. And by the way, if you're watching us on Facebook, yes, I said it. This medium that you're watching right now, with the with the exception of this program, right now, is nothing but disinformation and made-up stuff. This is Mythbusters without the busting. Only right here, I tell you, right here will you get the real, the real dirt. I have proof. That we are the only people on Facebook. And by the way, for those of you just turning in on Facebook, it has been confirmed and we have the data here stored in the uh, sub-basement, in the vault, in the music vault here at Radio TFI, that eating dog poop does cure the COVID, the COVID disease. It is true. The larger the breed, the faster it works. If you can find that rare, rare Great Dane, you'll be, it's like 20 minutes. It's like 20 minutes. Hey, hey, hello? Someone's knocking on my door. It's the guys with the white coats. Oh. You, 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 finally, you finally went off the deep end. There I go. They're coming, They're coming to take, to take me away. <laughs> Oh man, so, but by the way, 754-800 chat. 754-800-2428. I haven't had a chance to even give out the phone number today. You realize that. No, right? you have no you have not, but I'm not done talking to our Facebook beeps, man. Oh, I'm not done. Good lord. <laughs> Dog poop. I'm telling you. Mm. The chihuahuas will take you the better part of a month. Chihuahua poop. Great game poop. He's he's, finally, he's, he's, he's that being said, German Shepherd poop is the highest quality. Yeah. It's all in the studies. And they finally went off the rails, folks. It's, it's, it's all it's all right here. This is this is just the summary. It's all right here. And we're gonna we're gonna publish it. Go go to uh, go to go to my personal page on Facebook. Because I'm there every day, multiple times a day. Just look for me. Oh. How do you? How do you even? How do you even come back from that? How do? You, how do you even? How do you even continue after that? There's only one way. Chips away. 
All right, the vaccines are having a great season. They're kicking ass against smallpox, polio, measles, mumps, rubella, now COVID. That's the team you want to be on. The other team? Ooh, see, the anti-vaxxers get the virus, and then they either get sick, get other sick, or create variants. And if that happens, then the vaccines might not work, and we're all screwed. Wait, we can do something like that. Injection. And if you are vaccinated, in the unlikely event the virus breaks through, you're going to be okay because you have antibodies protecting you. This is who protects you if you're unvaccinated. You punch them in the face. <laughs> That's a good one. So how do we get people vaccinated? I'm not a doctor. Some people say, try the carrot. Some people say, try the stick. Let's just do it. I say, grow up big fuck carrot and if they still won't get vaccinated hit them with it but hey you the unvaccinated it's your life you get the last word unfortunately it sounds something like this the will of the people goddamn right combat that's a good one winning (laughs) and that concludes our tip franklin quadruple header for today it's a big 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 week and uh chip nails it he nailed it just just exactly what we were just referring to. And uh, mm-hmm. we've said it before. We'll say it again. Stay the hell out of my hospital. You don't want my vaccine? Stay out of my hospital. Go to your church. I, Go got, to your, uh, I got two things I want to I want to touch on here before we. Uh, so do I, but I got to wait. I got to wait till we're off the air. Oh. Yeah, well, that's not going to take as much time as you think. But anyways, it never does. So okay, you your preferred uh, your preferred uh, addiction for social media is Twitter as opposed to Facebook. Yes, and you're not really even that big of a Twitter holic. I mean, I, I I I scan it. I look at it every day. I do, and I respond to some things. Uh. Uh, and. You know, actually, I had a good Twitter week this week. I I, I I responded to a bunch of stuff. I got a lot of replies. I got a lot of likes. And, a, you know, it's uh, it's good when something hits. It feels yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, there was one I, thing. I like it when I'm able to piss in somebody's cornflakes uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I, 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 I most thoroughly enjoyed because I wrote it out of uh, somebody running for state representative or, uh, you know, Congress. And, and I just wrote, well, if all 535 of you would just stop this politics game and remember that you're there to work for the people. And I, and I, I did a whole 280 characters cause I had to whittle it down to make it fit into one, into one tweet. And it was exactly 280 characters, but it felt good when I wrote it and I wrote it from the heart. And uh, I got I got some it got some traction. That's always a few retweets, a bunch of likes, and it's always it's always good to to get that. But yeah, no, I'm my social media presence is minimal at best. I don't put out a lot of original tweets every now and again, and uh, uh, anything I do retweet is usually for the benefit of this year program. And I will, I will uh, include the uh, taxi stand hour. So, and so, needless to say, you've never tried to get the little blue checkbox or checkmark. Uh, I know where you're going with this, and uh, this is outrageous. This is outrageous. The story he's about to tell. So, and I'm I'm not reading from anything. So, anyways, 
I, I don't think I need to tell you who Alan Page is. No, you do not. I saw, I saw this story, and uh, I saw the tweet. Mm -hmm. Somebody had retweeted it. and Go ahead. Tell the story, John. Well, here, Alan Page may be known nationwide. He definitely, up here in Minnesota, he's a legend. Well, before let, let's tell the story this way. I'm going to stop you for a second. Let's just say Alan Page requested from Twitter the blue check mark, the verified mark, mm -hmm. and he was denied because they uh, Twitter said, in whatever their form letter is, essentially that he, he's not notable enough. Okay, yeah. there's the key phrase. There's the key phrase. Remember this as John tells the story. Alan Page is not notable enough. Well, that's the story. I have nothing more to tell. Yeah, that's but you got to explain who Alan Page is. Alan Page, for those who, who don't know, uh, was part of the infamous pe uh, Purple People Eaters back in the Vikings' heyday back in the 70s. Uh, he is also a Minnesota Supreme Court uh, justice. Uh, justice, excuse me. Uh, the man has uh, has written children's books. The man has has lived uh, lived a life that uh, uh, I can't imagine any you know anybody be it'd be the envy of anybody. This man has lived a fabulous life, but he can't get him. He can't get the little checkbox. He can't be verified on. Uh, also, on the one. one Another thing you left out, he was voted uh, the NFL MVP one year, which, by the way, has only gone to two defensive players. That's right. Oh, and also Presidential Medal of Freedom. Forgot about that. That is correct. That is correct. But he's not notable enough. Meanwhile, I saw a couple of responses, people with the blue check mark, who said, if I got one, why doesn't he have one? You know, essentially, I've only done this, I've only done that. And, uh, you know, certainly – Certainly, he deserves for for the cachet that that's worth. This blue check mark, just to say, hey, this really is, you know, Alan Page, the real mm -hmm. Alan Page, uh, and it prevents people from. I, I don't know who would want to post that some, but it happens, you know, people assuming others' identities. But to say Alan Page is not notable. Now again, a lot of people these days don't won't remember him from his days with the Vikings. He was a monster on the football field, just an absolute monster, and uh, he was fan he was one of the greatest players ever, and uh, and and then went on to have a successful law career, topping it off by being part of the Minnesota Supreme Court. And bearing in mind, he stayed in Minnesota. I don't. He's not from Minnesota, is he, John? You know that I don't know. I don't think he is, but he played for the Vikings his entire career, I believe, and then apparently decided to stay in Minnesota. So, but he's not notable enough. Oh, Twitter. Oh, Jack, you dropped the ball on that one there. Buddy boy. And, and Alan Page, he's, from what I'm hearing in stories, he's a humble man. Mm -hmm. uh, he isn't, isn't like, you know, it's like, oh, well, I tried. You know, and he's not going to go and pursue it and and uh, make a big to-do over it. He, okay, well, you're lost, basically. And uh, Yeah, I mean, his, his life's going to go on regardless. Mm -hmm. And it'll have little to do whether or not he got the little blue check mark by his uh, 
by his name on Twitter. But uh, that is correct. So, but here's something, if you can believe it, that's even more egregious. Would you believe? I, I, I couldn't believe when I saw this, and this was uh, brought to my attention uh, yesterday listening to Shaletta. But uh, do you realize that it is still not, there is still not a federal law against lynching in this country? Really? There is still not a federal law. We've come close. House Representative passed it back in 2020. But uh, you'll never believe who had a big tizzy fit about it and been blocked. Oh, my. Oh, my. Surprise me. Uh, Yeah. It'll be no surprise when I tell you it was Rand Paul. You're right. That's not a surprise. Hmm. 66 Hmm. years later, 66 years since Emmett Till was lynched. Why would you possibly be against this? What is, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. What would make you think this is a bad thing? Look, if somebody is involved in a lynching, sure, there's other laws that we can, we can charge them with and all that, but lynching, make it a federal offense, and then we're, you know, we're talking, it's got more teeth in it. Rand Paul well, and why would I even ask? Grand Paul's a nitwit. Okay, yeah. Cle- clearly the people of Kentucky are as dumb as we think they are because they keep electing him and uh, what's his name, Tommy Turtle, Mitch, who's been very quiet lately. Oh yeah, very absolutely. Quiet. Ever since Chuck Schumer uh, a month or so ago uh, beat him to the podium and <laughs> sent him away with his tail wagging, but. Uh, by the way, Ida appears that it's just about to make landfall. So, uh, as we speak here at eleven forty-one Eastern Time on uh, Sunday, August 29th. can you believe it's almost September? It's oh, Labor Day. It's like right so close we can touch it. Like next week, we'll be right next to it, but we'll be here. Yeah, we will be here. We won't like it, but we'll be here. Oh, come on. You'll let you'll do it, and you and you'll love it. Now, next week, without giving away everything, we're going to be a. We've actually got a topic that we presume will take up at least the first hour. Very light. We're, we're keeping it light. Whether or not it spills into hour two, that's to be determined. Yet we'll see how it goes. It just might take the whole show. What we're planning, you know, if you think about it, it just might take the whole show. Uh, we're not doing anything serious. There won't be any clips or, and, you know, we will make reference to anything serious that's going on, you know, at the top of the show. But for the most part, actually, now that I think of it, we could pre-tape this thing. We don't have to go live. No, we want to go live because somebody, I know somebody will have an opinion about what we're going to talk about. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll let it out next week. What we're talking, what what the topic is going to be. Oh, come on, let's let's go ahead and let. No. Come on, mm. you know. Come <sighs> on. But then we're going to start talking about it. No, we we just well, all we're going to do is is seeing as how we're getting ready here. All right, all right, short, all right. In two short weeks, we are getting ready to start the 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 
creme de la creme of the taxi stand hour when we go back into football season and we go back to the the segment known as John and Ed versus the spread. The, the best 20 minutes of killing air time <laughs> imaginable. And you, and, you, and you scoffed when I first brought this up years ago when I said, let's do this as a bit, as a segment. Now, neither one of us can wait till September. Oh, I know. Because it's six months of killing a solid 20 minutes every week. It is. And again, we'll have an extra week to do it, too. Can you imagine? That's right. We, we have an extra week this year. So, I mean, uh, we're going to be discussing the upcoming football season next week and how it affects John Ed versus the spread. By the way, uh, anybody that's going to want to participate with us, we'll have information up on the website, which I promise you I will update this week. I promise you I will. And, uh, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to want to get in, involved in the full season, but any any week that you'd care to participate with us, we'll have. Uh, basically, it's going to be picking three games, and there'll be weeks where we're picking more. Uh, next Sunday, we will be picking for the uh, opener, uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas, the Thursday night game. So we will do our picks. Uh, John's muted or something. I didn't hear you there. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we're definitely going to do that. And and we've got some other things in mind, which will uh, we'll – John's hell-bent on us doing a live show next week, and I'm hell-bent on us not. But we, we seem to have come to uh, an agreement here, mainly because I don't want to produce a show next week. That is mainly – that's, that's my – That's, that's more than more than fine. We don't. We can do it by the seat of our pants. We'd be like the olden days when we back in the days of blog talk. Oh God, <laughs> blog talk. I, uh, I I still have scars from blog talk. That was eh, for what it was for what it was. It was it was okay. I didn't like being forced off the air. I mean, we do it tight two hours now, but that's by choice. We ended it two hours because by that's your choice. Really well, by my choice. I cut us off at two hours. Uh, I like to have a formatted show. I like to know that we're starting at a particular time and we're ending at a particular time. Now, what goes on in between those times? You know, whatever. I see a lot of podcasts. I listen to things, and it's fine. They're oddball lengths and all that. I like the fact that ours are standardized, an hour or two hours. And and you know what you're getting. And um, But blog talk, I didn't really I, – I, I didn't care for it. It's an interesting system, uh, and it works for what it is. Uh, what were you paying a month for that, John? What was that? Oh, I, think I, was, I think I was paying like 10 bucks a month. Okay, 10 bucks a month. And you know, I actually I thought that was a little lame for 10 bucks a month. I don't I barely pay 10 bucks a month for the entire radio station yeah. to keep us on the air. So um, you know, and of course we have all the time in the world, which was one of the reasons we made this move. But blog talk, eh, I call it the uh, 25 watt bulb. Of of internet radio, it's just barely there. It's weak. 
kind of like John. Ooh. 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 Wow. We're fading, we're fading out here, aren't we? No, no, no. We, because I'm going to uh, – people are still – okay, we, we gave the big tease what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about – and that's it. That's all we're given. Oh, my God. That's all we're doing. Okay, so help me understand something here real quick. Okay, okay. So we do uh, – there is going to be – there is going to be some games played next uh, – no, just Thursday night, one Thursday game. Night. That's the opener. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Super Bowl champ usually plays. That's what they've been doing the past few years. The Super Bowl champ hosts the first game of the year. Now, if the scheduling permits it, they'll have their Super Bowl opponent there. You know, for instance, if the uh, – who the hell did the Buccaneers beat? I can't remember. Chiefs. The Chiefs, of course. So now, if, if if the Bucks were playing the AFC West this year, and Kansas City was one of the games at home, that would have been the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. But since it's not, it's just the the Bucks at home and uh, and all that. But we will be picking that game. John is desperate for me to. to, to all right, go ahead, John. Go ahead. So what we're gonna wind, what we're gonna do is we're going to actually predict the 2021-2022 NFL season. It's just 2021. Well, but it it bleeds into 2020. Not the regular season, but it bleeds into 2022. Actually, this year the regular season does. But anyway. So we're going to pick division winners. We're going to pick the three wild card Teams from each conference, and we're gonna be, we're gonna predict right down to the Super Bowl winner. Well, yeah, we're gonna do the conference winners, and yeah, it's right right down to the Super yeah. Bowl. <clears throat> and now all these predictions. No, we're not doing a Super Bowl winner. That we're waiting till Super Bowl week. Okay, we're, we're gonna pick two teams that are that right are going right. to. Super Bowl. Now, this is going also going to play into John and Ed versus the spread. And uh, by the way, we've eliminated the Rubes this year. You can play along if you want. We'll help you do that. But but at the end of the year, we're going to crack this envelope open. And for every correct prediction, that person will earn a point. So now if things are close, or if one of us is deep in the hole, that could change everything, man. On one hand, I'd like I'd like to do it in secret so that it's a surprise at the end of the year, but we can kill a whole show doing this. So that's what we'll be doing next week. We'll be talking a lot of football, a lot of football. John and Ed versus the spread is back. It's back with a vengeance. That's just a tease just to get you. Although you probably didn't hear that now, did you? I heard it. Yeah, it you heard there. it. It was there. Okay. But that's not where I want it to be. So we're going to do this. Because I want it to be better. Yeah, it's all the same. Anyway, so that's that. That's, uh, look, we got we got one more one more piece here. Uh, you want to play your politics, girl? Or you want to? Yeah. 
Just, yeah, just play, play, play the politics, girl. Let's play politics, girl. We have to stop treating the opposition like they're a legitimate party and start treating them like the death cult they are. Once you are so brainwashed that you'll kill yourselves and your children to make a point, that you'll give up law and order just to see your enemies get hurt and your heroes win, once you're willing to give up democracy and the right to vote to make sure your team stays on top or don't care about the long-term health of the planet you live on or the species you yourselves are part of, then you are lost. This is not normal. It is a cult and we have to start dealing with it as such. We need to talk to people who have safely extracted people from cults. We need the insight of ex-cult members. We can't just pretend it isn't happening. How many American lives have been lost? What else could cause this much American devastation and have us do nothing to fight it? If we don't start acknowledging reality, our healthcare system is going to implode. Our education system is going to collapse. There will be fighting in the streets. Americans will die at the hands of other Americans. And maybe that's exactly what the cult leaders want. Complete destruction of the country so they can build it back the way they want it. But we can't just allow that to happen. We need to shut it down. Start with the source of the lies that feeds the fear and anger of its members. Find, sue, or remove these propaganda networks from the airways in the name of American health and well-being. They are taking worm pills for livestock. They're clearly being led down a path. Shut down these rallies in the name of public safety because they are race-baiting violent powder kegs that are causing domestic terrorists to threaten lawmakers and plant bombs in buildings. Regulate and fine social media companies who allow the spread of disinformation in the name of profit to the detriment of human safety and national security. If you need money to do this, take it from the defense budget. That money is supposed to protect us from enemies foreign and domestic. And our biggest enemies are all here. Finally, shore up our voting rights or we will be stuck being ruled by this death cult simply because we allowed them to cheat their way to power and they never gave it back. This is an invasion and the intruders are already in the house. So what are we going to do about it? Can't hardly argue with that logic now, can you? Well, you see, now she goes someplace where I don't necessarily agree, though, to tell you the truth. How's that? How's that? I don't believe in this. I don't believe in the censorship. I don't believe. I don't believe. I think that you, what you do to combat Something like what she's talking about is you make a better argument. You make a more compelling argument. You make for all of the for all the of the right wing nut job radio shows that you have uh, on uh, on the on the airwaves, both on radio and TV. You have to have you you do have to have a, a fairness doctrine like there used to be. I do agree with that, but to to shut that side down no you need to let them let them blather and let them prove themselves to be the idiots that they are and make a better argument and that's why i've i've said all along as far as as far as deleting uh trump and his lot from twitter yes they were dangerous but how you combat that is you make a better argument you make if you are a scientist if you're somebody that knows their shit you make an argument that puts these people in their place. Don't just delete them because then they got something that then you got martyrs. So what you do is you just simply make a better argument. That's all I that's really all I can say about that. We've been making the better argument. How's that working out? But we need to continue to do it. Like Fine. I said, right now, Fine. right now, right now by deleting the Donald Trumps of the world Deleting these people from Twitter and Facebook, all you do, all you're doing, is oh, you're you're creating a culture, a uh, cancel culture. Yeah, so what? So what? Let pe let them say what they're gonna say, and then make make a better argument, 
and blow them out of the air, blow them out of the water. In principle, I I totally agree with you, John. In principle, in in practical terms, though, again, we've been doing this. This has been going on and on and on, and because of the saturation of social media, et cetera, et cetera, and people passing these clips around, people only hearing what they want to hear. That bubble, and you and I are are guilty of it to a degree. We we you know. It's natural. We we only go where we hear what we want to hear because it's difficult to hear what you don't want to hear. You know, freedom isn't free. Uh, the The First Amendment goes both ways. Not only does it give you the free, freedom to speak out against your government, but sometimes you have to listen to your government too. You have to hear as well as speak. Well, that's why uh, you have a government to begin with. Right. There's also there. a reason. Right. Now, we can all sit here and discuss whether government's too big, too small, whether it's too intrusive, and that's fine. And that's, you know, that's we should be having that kind of discourse. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, we should all have a common destination. Now, the way we get there can be different. You may think it's easier to go Route A, and I think it's easier to go Route B. And we can discuss the merits the pros and the cons of each, which is kind of how it used to be not that long ago. Instead of everything now, it just comes down to my team versus your team, and it doesn't matter what we're saying, you're wrong. It doesn't matter. Na 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 fingers in the ears. You know, everybody wants to kill Dr. Fauci now. Why? Because he's right? But, you know, they're digging up things or making stuff up, and you got these nitwits on Fox perpetuating all these lies. Yes, yes, they don't claim them to be news. They're they're entertainment, so that falls under, you know, blah, blah, blah. for being entertainment, quite right? Funny. Entertainment, but it does not mean that this look uh, as Chip said in one of his pieces. They all got vaccinated, uh, but they're still pretending like the vaccinations are bad. That's that's the message they're putting out just to create havoc. We've got enough problems in this country, okay? We have a problem that can be solved. We've solved this COVID problem to an overwhelming degree. All people have to do is roll up their sleeves and get their shot, and 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 we're all going to be good. And you're not going to have people dying in hospitals. I don't still, who still don't believe that COVID is real. All right, fine. See you on the other side. Mm-hmm. See you on the other side. What can I say? You know, it's, uh, but anyway, as, uh, as we like to say here on Radio TFI, <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> well, hey. you, did manage, you did manage to do one thing. What's you that? You managed to keep the fake Uber driver off the video screen. I did. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week on the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. We thank you for joining us. We hope you tune in next week for the fun and shenanigans we're going to have. And uh, until then, for Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. And I got the money. See ya! Talking, baby. You 
know you're bound to drop me away. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, dear. Yes, I'm listening. Oh, I heard every word you said, honey. Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yeah, you're always right. Yes, dear. Uh-huh.